Hey, everybody, this is Heidi St. John. Thanks for tuning in today. You guys have found me at my little corner of the internet. Today is Friday, the 28th of January, and today I'm going to air part two of my interview with Tony Stockton, the founder of Rise Up for the Children. Stick around. I think you're going to be encouraged. All right, you guys, it's Friday. So, you know, I love Fridays. I love Fridays so much uh, because it means that we have an opportunity to love on our families over the weekend. And uh, I'm going to encourage you like I always do. When you listen to interviews like the one you're going to hear today with Tony Stockton, the reason I air these interviews and the reason I think it's so important for you to hear stories like hers is because God has something he wants you to do. God is knocking on the 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 doors of every uh, American in this country right now. He's knocking on the door of your heart and he's saying, these children belong to me. Someone asked me the other day, why, why would I lay it all on the line and run for Congress? I got to tell you, I'm not having that much fun. <laughs> you know, I have a, a, a wonderful job and a, a great career and a wonderful family. And this is taking me away from my family. It's absolutely costing me financially. It's costing me in speaking opportunities and all kinds of other things. But the fact of the matter is God loves the people of Washington State. And God loves the children that are languishing in our public schools. And God loves the people of the United States that are living under the lie uh, that is how the government has handled COVID-19. And we are called to speak the truth and we're called to engage. And we have for so long, we have disengaged and it is costing us terrible. We are reaping right now uh, from the consequences of our actions. And so I want to encourage you guys to get involved. I forgot to mention this last week, so I'm going to keep uh, talking about it as much as I can. But in uh, another way I'm going to get you guys off the bench and onto the battlefield is by encouraging you to study the Constitution right here at the Homeschool Resource Center starting this Sunday at five o'clock in the afternoon. I am hosting Constitution Alive. Uh, it's the video series by my dear friend, Rick Green. I want you guys to come out for it, Constitution Alive. And that's going to happen for six weeks starting this coming Sunday. It's free. I'm going to link back to how you can register for that in the show notes today. If you're anywhere uh, in Southwest Washington or in the Portland, Oregon area, come on out. We are doing this in person uh, because it's better that way, let's be honest. And so I'm gonna encourage you guys this Sunday, invite your friends, come out, let's study the constitution together so we can know our rights and we can learn to defend them. If we don't do that, who's gonna speak up for our children? It's another reason why I love Tony so much. You guys heard her on the show yesterday. Tony Stockton is the founder and the executive director of Rise Up for the Children. She is committed to uh, protecting our children, to fight for the hearts and minds of our kids who really are at the center of a culture war that has its sights aimed directly at our children through the school system, through the libraries, which we talked about yesterday. Today, we're going to hit on entertainment a little bit, but we, we want to be cognizant of what's happening so that we can pray about it, so that we can hear from the Lord. And I'm so blessed to have Tony back on the show today. Uh, welcome back, my friend. I appreciate you being here. Thank you, sweet Heidi. Thank you for having me. This again, it's an honor. And I, I just love talking to you. I love well, it. Well, I love talking to you. Well, I love any kind of a mama on a mission. Right, and I right. just uh, I'm so right. encouraged. I know that your that your um willingness mm -hmm. to get off of the sidelines of the culture and onto the front lines is going to encourage so many people who are listening, going, What can I do? What can I do? And I want to pick up sort of where we left off yesterday, okay. because you really are a mama bear. You, you're you the quintessential, I mean, this is what happened in, in uh, Virginia, 
when mm-hmm. when Youngkin got elected, it was the mama bears and the papa bears gone. No, yes, hands off our children. Mm-hmm. You noticed that drag queen story, I was, which is really kind of the clarion moment for you. You noticed, oh my word, they're going to bring, which is devastating. I mean, these if people don't know about drag queen story or they need to, graphic uh, homosexuality. It's absolutely disgusting. The the confusion. Uh, that they're telling our children that their gender is fluid and it's not fluid. I met a woman, I spoke at an event in uh, Longview, Washington a couple of nights ago, and I met a woman who's said that her child had, had told her, mom, there's a kid that's coming to class now that's wearing a tail yes, because she yes. identifies as a cat. That's right. And right. the the teachers and the faculty are told that they have to play into this girl's delusion. We mm-hmm. are injuring our children. That's right. Absolutely That's right. injuring them there's, with the masks, there's, there's no with all more, of it. Right. Oh, gosh. And, and you... Uh. Precious Heidi, up there where you guys are in Washington State, um, that's that's it's broken no fun. my heart. And <laughs> I praise no God fun. for you. Uh, I know that's got to be hard running running for Congress, but you have so many people covering you and your family, and uh, it just doesn't go unnoticed. And uh, yeah, I love when you say that I got the clarion call. I've never heard it put like that, but that um, I think a lot of us are getting the clarion call uh, to just wear. We can't ignore it if we if we want to. And I often say people say, "How do we turn this ship around?" It, the ship is on fire going down. <laughs> right. It is. We, you can't we, turn it around. You can't turn it around. It, it, it has to be rebuilt. And as far as this education, and uh, I think we talked about this yesterday, was, um, you know, uh, but like you said, some people want you to use softer language with, uh, with public schools because I always say government public schools. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. the fact of the matter is, is c- can we rebuild? Maybe. But as of right now, we don't have time to rebuild. Get your kids out. Get right. your kids out. And uh, I I used to be one of those mamas who said, oh, you know, it's probably just a calling and you need to pray about it. Um, When when the house is on fire, you don't pray about getting your kids up in the middle of the night and getting them out. It's on fire. And uh, to teach them moral relativism and that there's no more absolutes. I love Ken Ham talks about that a lot. Um, I am just a huge Ken Ham fan. Two of his books I have right in front of me is Divided Nation, A Culture in Chaos. And then Mm -hmm. Will They Stand? And um, I mean, this is hard for us to take in all this gender fluidity. And um, yeah, it, we actually had a, a, a situation. We were at Walmart and uh, someone got out of the car with a cattail. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And my, my oldest son, who's almost 17, he said, Mom, is that? what is that? And I said, honey, it's a cattail, <laughs> you know? And, uh, I know that sounds ludicrous, but, but you know, we, we, the, the, the enemy, he's, he's the father of lies. He's the father of confusion. And that's what's happening to our American children. A mass deception is coming. It's sweeping over our children. And as mamas and daddies, biblical moms and dads, it is our job to protect these children and to set their feet on a firm foundation. Mm, um, it it is not the, is. It's not the government's job. As you know, I, I just, I love everything you stand for, Heidi. Uh, it's not the state's job. It's not the teacher down the street. She's never going to advocate and love my child like, like, like we, like we do. And again, I feel like I'm singing to the choir, but that's why I love talking to you because we're very like-minded and the goal is, is to open other people's eyes to fight for these babies, mm-hmm. these hearts mm-hmm. and minds, that's our future generation. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And, I, and I always say it like this. I really believe, Heidi, that the children that we're saving now, the children that were raised up for the kingdom of God, I think they're going to give one last push for souls and be here for the yeah. second coming of Christ. Yeah. Um, I want to be found occupying. I want to be found fighting. 
I want my children to stand on truth, biblical truth. And, uh, and I know everyone's not going to, you know, answer that, but, um, it's my job to, I feel because the clarion call, I love how you said that mm-hmm. it, it's just, a, it's a burden. I go back to that verse, Jeremiah or Jeremiah 20 verse nine, his, his, his word, it's just like fire shut up in my bones and, um, I can't mm-hmm. be quiet. No, not, that's not right. Not this is happening to our youth. I just can't yeah. be quiet. And I think it requires parents. I mean, we're going to have to get uncomfortable, right? Oh, uh, it's yeah. We're going to have to get uncomfortable. Look what's happening to our children. You, We talked yesterday briefly about Disney, and I, I kind of want to get back to it because a lot of people, including me, mm-hmm. we grew up on Disney. We loved going to Disneyland. Um, it's, it was a place for us to sort of get away from the the problems of the world. You know, it's, it's Mickey right. Mouse and Donald Duck and all the things, but Disney, the Disney of today, and there are a lot of people who would say, well, it's always been that way. This was always the goal, but I don't want to go there today. It's, it's too, uh, it's too much. Yeah, it is. It is. It's too much. But, uh, but I would say now, I mean, Disney is in the tank with the LGBTQ agenda. Absolutely. I saw uh, an article come out late last year at the end of October that stated that Disney was going to host a drag queen story hour. Yeah. Uh, for its employees, which is just another instance of corporate America pushing the sickening sexualization of children uh, into their corporations. And re- and what Disney did was they hosted a drag queen story hour for the children wow. of yeah. their employees. It was a virtual Halloween themed event. And this is what they said. They said this event will capture, now I'm quoting, the imagination and play of the gender fluidity of childhood while giving impressionable youngsters glamorous, positive, and unabashedly queer role models. This was in a Disney email, uh, and Breitbart News picked it up and published it. Uh, Listen, you know, the, the, the point is, Disney's not a bystander in this. No. They're pushing no. this stuff onto our children. We saw this in, uh, I think it was 2017 with Beauty and the Beast. Mm-hmm. And uh, he was talking about, remember, there was there was supposed to be uh, this remake when Bill Condon told Attitude Magazine that Disney's remake was going to feature, quote, an exclusively gay moment. Right. The right. the individuals at Disney, their whole goal, what they're supposed to be doing is working with children. Mm-hmm. And for years and years, Disney's female characters, especially the princesses, were hypersexualized, right? Tiny waist, big bust, heavy makeup, all the things. Big eyes. The kind of yeah. big eyes, the whole yeah. thing. And the the truth of the matter is parents need to be aware of the images that our children are seeing and what is it that they are, uh, that, that what's the takeaway from our children? Uh, what is it that the message is that, that Disney is sending out to little girls, uh, you know, with regard to how they see the world around them. And you guys have seen this even over there in uh, conservative Tennessee. Oh, well, I've been in Nashville oh, yeah. several times. It's not yeah. actually conservative <laughs> anymore, but you no, know. it's not. No, we it's can not. pretend. No, no. <laughs> It sounds good, but it's not. No, it sounds good. Yeah, we're we're going woke more and more by the day. Absolutely Uh, true. Yeah. You know, um, Heidi, like I said, we have four kids and uh, I, I, for one, I never raised them on Disney. I just, I don't know, you know, sister, it just never set right with my spirit. Um, And, uh, you you know, I, I would, I would get people say, oh, Tony, you're being over the top or you're you're, you're, you know, you're thinking too much. And, and I would just see things. I would see the, the little innuendos. I would see the over-sexualization. I'm like, yeah, there's no business for that to be worked into a child's cartoon. Right. And, right. and, and then again, when I got that book, Home Invasion, um, 
it started to open up my eyes to media as a whole. You know, Viacom, I don't know if they still own Disney, but they used to own Disney. Viacom owned everything. And um, it's been a while since I've, you know, dove into that. But, you know, Disney owns ESPN, mm-hmm. Nickelodeon, MTV, VH1. I mean, they are spearheading the oversexualization of our youth in America. Yes. And, and it starts very, very young. They groom them at three and four years old. Um, because they know that's that's their audience when when they're 14 and 15 and 16. And uh, it, again, going back to the sex traffic, and I think we're going to talk about that in a minute, um, it has created a hyper over-sexualization culture to where um, uh, it's just taken over our children. And it's increasing an appetite for for just impurity and sex. And again, it's no wonder America is here. It's just mm-hmm. no wonder. And again, my, you know, there's so much we could talk about and, you know, I'm sure different people have different solutions, but as for me and my family, uh, mm-hmm. praise God, my husband and I were in agreement. We raised our kids on the creation museum with Ken Ham. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love, I cannot say enough about his ministry. It came along at just the right time. Mm-hmm. Uh, Indeed, Our kids, we didn't wet their palate with um, all the Disney movies and the, just the, the sexy outfits and all that. And, and, uh, and if you have, if someone has, and now they're getting a realization that, man, I shouldn't have raised her on that or him. Um, one of my favorite sayings is it doesn't matter how you start. It matters Mm -hmm. how you finish. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, uh, just taking back your family. Uh, Mm -hmm. we're, I'm writing a book right now, uh, Lord willing, hopefully it'll come out in the summer called return to me. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's taking back the biblical family. Mm-hmm. From this from this depraved culture. Would you like to support American businesses with American products issuing things that are made right here in the United States? One place to start is My Pillow. These guys are more than pillows. They have bedding, mattresses, slippers, clothing, all kinds of accessories for your home, and you can get 66% off by going to mypillow.com and using the promo code Heidi. That's up to 66% off at MyPillow.com. Use the promo code Heidi or call 1-800-447-0541. Yeah. And I think, you know, parents who feel overwhelmed by it, you know, there's lots of places you can start, you know, get rid of cable television. I think, you know, when I was growing up, we, you know, in the seventies, we'd come home from school and we would watch, you know, Road Runner and right. Wally Coyote and all the things. And I think a lot of parents do not realize that the cartoons that you set your kids in front of now are nothing like that. Um, oh, Blues no. Clues uh, just oh. last year aired an episode that featured a song that celebrates all the different identities of the LGBTQ community. And uh, my husband and I watched it. I actually played it in Chattanooga with one of my favorite churches in the whole wide world, uh, Calvary Chapel, Chattanooga. And they had me come down and speak for their civics and culture night. And I played this song in part for them. And the song, uh, the song, basically features oh it was terrible it was it was just and you know about how proud they are um the song was the melody was from the ants go marching which we all knew from when we were we were a kid Mm -hmm. and And that that was that was designed yes yes yep and they pushed the lgbt awareness and they gave one of the beavers so there was a beaver so this is another thing they they you know it's animals it's it's sweet and fun and cute one of the beavers in that cartoon was showing scars from a double mastectomy This show is intended for preschoolers who are just Mm -hmm. learning their colors and their numbers. And here you have 
uh, a beaver that now identifies as the opposite sex and proudly mm-hmm. showing off his scars from a double mastectomy surgery. Yeah. This is devastating. Lego is doing it. The Care Bears are doing it. Teletubbies has a pride collection. The Disney yeah. rainbow hey, hey, gear. There's now M&M's. a gay Captain America. <laughs> M&M's. And that's why I keep telling parents, you know, this is like, is I do believe that uh, people are waking up to it. Yes. And I yes, think that you're going to hear the demons of hell just you know, scratching and clawing at every aspect of the culture right now to maintain right. the, the hold they have on it. This is why it's so important that we don't participate in a lie. Right. And so we we know that this is happening, but parents cannot sit passively back and expect that this stuff is not going to touch their children. It absolutely will touch your children. This is why it's so important that we stand up against the Equality Act, something I've stood, I've talked about many times uh, here at the show, Mm -hmm. because by directly targeting children, these, uh, these corporations, the media, the schools, what they're trying to do, and this is what I want parents to understand, they're trying to normalize sexual content that is inappropriate and confusing to children. And the only way that we, that we can stop it is to commit to protecting our children and become aware of what's happening. Stay informed on what's good. If you don't like it, sorry, it's here. Mm -hmm. It's here. I want to switch gears really quickly with you because we're, we're coming up uh, into obviously into the month of February here in just a couple of days. Mm -hmm. The trend of human trafficking has absolutely exploded. Yes. During COVID-19, the impact of COVID-19, the, I I think that we're not going to know probably for generations how bad it has gotten. We know that uh, that the Super Bowl, which is coming up, is the largest day in the in the history of the country, typically, mm-hmm. for sex trafficking. You guys have tipped uh, dipped your foot into this issue just a little bit, haven't you? You know what? Just just a little bit. Um, I, I want I want to know more. I want to learn more because I I love children, Heidi. I don't. I just mm-hmm. I I love them and. Uh, I've always loved them. I have a love for children. Uh, we've dipped our foot into um, the pro-life movement. Um, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. There's so many aspects. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, you know, and it, it's hard to, to, uh, to be a voice for everything. We're, we're trying. And, you know, when people call us, you're like, we've, we've got some abortion clinics uh, that are close to us. We, we go down there and love on the moms. And, and our goal is to shut it down. Um, yeah. A couple of weeks ago, we had a drag queen show that was trying to come to our sweet little square. Uh, right around the corner, we shut that down. There were two other ministries I was down there with, and um, uh, we, we, anyways, we we shut that down. <laughs> you know, they were actually trying to come to a family oriented sandwich shop, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and so, um, gosh, we could go in a whole different direction with this. Sadly, yeah. a lot of people, families, uh, a lot of families are okay with that. Mm-hmm. Um, there was quite a divide in my county. Some wanted it, some didn't. So, you know, it, but we do speak out about the, the sex trafficking. Um, I, I think it's just something that we all should be aware of. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's, again, it starts at home, you know, um, equipping our children, biblically equipping our children, um, trying to uh, stand in the gap of, of, of all these different fronts that are trying to over-sexualize them. All of that's played a part in it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, well, uh, it's interesting. I think, you know, for the, the part that parents can play is A, by recognizing your children, you can't leave them alone at a bus stop. You no. can't. I saw a post uh, come across no, my Instagram feed and they said, you know, let no child walk to or stand at a bus stop alone. Uh, human trafficking is an all-time high. And guess what it happened? Is. Instagram face ch- uh, fact-checked it. Mm-hmm. 
the, oh, these oh, organizations, Facebook, okay. Instagram, they're like, oh, it's missing context. What are you, what are you talking about? What context okay. is missing? Mm-hmm. You know, this is all over the internet. We know that uh, children are being trafficked at an, an incredibly alarming rate right now, particularly at our southern border, which is totally wide open thanks to the disastrous policies of the of the absolutely tyrannical that, uh, Biden administration. Insane. Yeah, yeah it's true. <laughs> I say that's a whole other pot of coffee because that's 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 insane. And you know, let me mention this, Heidi: is Nashville is one of the the main hubs for sex yes. trafficking. Yes. And uh, so, yes, the days of, of you uh, l- letting your child walk to school or ride their bicycle, um, yeah, they're over. They're, they're over. Yeah. And so we, we have to just be mindful and, and uh, guard, guard our children like we've, like we've never done it before. It's, it's mm-hmm. a different time that we're living in now. It, you know, and, and I'm, I'm not just doom and gloom. I'm excited about this time um, because I'm a believer. Mm-hmm. I'm a believer. And I know that a great harvest is coming. Um, I know that God has got a, a, a new generation that's 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 about their father's business. And so, um, it, you know, one, one of my cries is just mamas, daddies, let's bring the biblical family back. We have work to do. We have a lot of work to do. Evil and wickedness is just at an all time high. And um, we as the church, as the ecclesia church, we have a lot of work to do. Mm, it's absolutely true. And for, uh, for parents to, you know, the very first thing we can do is keep our eyes on our own families. You know, we start there, but then, you know, we, we are called to branch out. We're called to be both salt and light. We're called to be in the world and yeah. to be affecting what's happening. And Jesus said, occupy until I return. That's right. And, uh, and that's, you know, occupy it doesn't mean, you know, sit down and just occupy space on your couch. No, uh, you know, it's so much more than that. What are you guys doing uh, at your at your organization at Rise Up for the Children, and how can people find out more and get involved in what you guys are doing? Yeah, you know um, what we're doing here is we are um, we're just sounding the alarm to parents. Uh, really, honestly, my call is to get your children out of government public education until we can rebuild. Mm-hmm. Uh, we do billboard campaigns. Um, of course, that takes a, a chunk of change to do that. Um, we are now doing seminars on homeschooling. Um, you know, there, there is, I believe like there's another suite, there's another revolution of, of homeschool families, uh, that are having to homeschool, not because they were called, but because this is my only choice to protect Mm -hmm. my children. Mm -hmm. Things have gotten so bad. Uh, and, and, uh, you know, like I said, in my little conservative town, you never would have thought we would have had Marxist curriculum come in. And uh, have CRT embedded throughout. And it happened. It happened here of all mm-hmm. places. And um, that's that's what we're doing. We're just, we're getting out. We're loving on families. Uh, like I said, we support uh, missions at the, at the uh, well, support mis- missions at the abortion clinics. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know if you've heard of Scott Horde Ministries. Let me give him a shout out. This man is amazing. He is a missionary that stands out at Planned Parenthood Monday through Friday. Mm-hmm. Uh, saving babies. And, um, you know, we're just, we're, I feel like the, the remnant, the remnant body is coming together. Yep. I agree. And, uh, you know, like you, I thought, you know, you probably would have never thought in a million years you'd run for Congress. No. <laughs> and, no. uh, <laughs> it wasn't on my <laughs> list of things. It wasn't on my bucket list. I'll just put it that way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but no, I mean, any, any help that, that we could get, we are a 501c, uh, four, um, uh, nonprofits because, uh, you know, we just, we, we don't want to be hindered at all. We, we do a lot of legislation. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, yeah, we're battling however we can. 
Mm-hmm. I love it. What's the difference? Why did you guys choose the 501c4 versus the 501c3? A lot of people are going to go, what's that? Okay. Yeah. Well, they're both nonprofits, but um, of course, 501c4, you can't write it off on your taxes. But um, the way that I understand it, if you're getting into politics, if you're doing a lot of legislation, you could only do like 20% uh, of uh, political um, engagement. And um, we just we just didn't want the red tape. Mm-hmm. We just didn't want it. Mm-hmm. And so really, honestly, if someone donates to our organization, uh, you're not going to get a tax write-off. And uh, some people say, well, Tony, that's going to hurt you guys. I just felt like that's where we needed to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Actually, I applaud that. And I've been telling pastors for a long time, I really believe that the government has used the 501c3 to silence the churches, to keep them from speaking the truth, to keep them in fear. And at the end of the day, why are we doing that? Well, I was going to go there, but I thought that's kind of long, so I probably shouldn't probably shouldn't open up that can. But uh, that yeah. has a lot to do with why we're doing what we're doing. Yeah, yeah, yep. I think that's I think that's wise, and uh, it it allows you to just speak a message unencumbered, you know, we for as long as we can. That's exactly yeah. right. Yep. I appreciate that. Well, yeah. Tony Stockton, it's just been an absolute joy to have you on the show with me today. I hope you'll keep me posted as to how your organization grows and Thank you, Heidi. Uh, how you're helping people in your area and around the country. It's uh, it's amazing. Thanks for getting off the bench. Thank you, sweet lady. Well, you've, you've encouraged me and so, so many. And thank you for being a bright light, your whole entire family. Thank you. I appreciate that. You're very welcome. And we're praying for you. Oh my goodness. Keep, keep doing that. Boy, we, we, uh, we never turn that down. You guys, I so appreciate, uh, you know, everyone who's, who's listening to this and going to your website again, when, where can they find you one more time, Tony? Yeah. Uh, so we have a website rise up for it's number four, because we have four children rise up for the children and you can find us on, you know, we're on all the social media platforms. We also have a podcast of just encouragement and with homeschooling on, uh, Spotify and anchor and, um, that's where that's where they can connect with us. I love it. Tony Stockton, you are a treasure. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you, sweet friend. For more information about Tony Stockton and her ministry to families and protection of our children, visit riseupforthechildren.com. I will link back to it in the show notes today. You guys know I was going to say this, but every single one of you listening to this has an opportunity and even an obligation to live out your lives in obedience to the call of Christ on your life. What would he have you do? I hope you'll take some time and come before the Lord about that this weekend. There's a lot of work to be done. The harvest is ripe, but the workers are few. And Tony is a wonderful example of what God can do an act of obedience. Have a great weekend, everybody, and I will see you back here on Monday at the intersection of faith and culture. For more encouragement, visit me online at momstronginternational.com.